from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We're going to run some money in politics. We've... All right, kids, welcome. I have to ask you, did anybody see the Republican debate? I, I didn't see it. I didn't have any interest in it. Um, I just wondered, Liz, did you see it? <laughs> no, I I didn't. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say I didn't, but I've watched all the rest. Uh, I gather it was a terrible night for Ramaswamy. He became really aggressive in a sort of unpleasant way. Not a great night for Nikki Haley, which was a little bit surprising. Um, but Ron DeSantis seems to have been the winner of that. Would you, were you watching Netflix instead? <laughs> no, uh, no comment. <laughs> Steve Moore, did you see the debate? No, I was watching uh, old episodes of Suits. <laughs> uh, Ouch. So, just a couple of observations. No, actually, I did not watch it, and I just did saw it, some of the ex- excerpts. Did anybody it. watch it? I mean, in the no, the, the ratings were way, way down. And look, you know, it's the junior varsity <laughs> team. Let's let's face it. Yeah. And here's the thing that, but this is an important point. A big development this uh, last week or so was the Charles Koch network um, put all their chips behind uh, Nikki Haley. And I want to just very quickly explain why I think that's a strategic mistake. Now, look, the the Koch network people are out there to try to stop Donald Trump. You know that, Larry. That's that's one of their major objectives. We have to stop Donald Trump. But if you wanted to do that, I think it's a mistake to get behind Nikki Haley. And here's why. Almost all of the polls, uh, Larry, are showing that if the, the Nikki Haley's voters, the people who are going to vote for her, if she drops out of the race, those voters are likely to go to DeSantis, a good mm-hmm. percentage of them. However, if DeSantis drops out of the race, the DeSantis voters are not going to go to Nikki Haley. Many, many of them are going to go to Trump. Mm. So I think it's a flawed story. I don't see a road to victory for Nikki Haley, frankly. I don't really see a victory, a road to victory for anybody but Donald Trump and the nomination. But I, I just think that um, I'd like, I would like to see one debate with Nikki Haley and with, uh, with DeSantis and with Donald Trump. Would you like to see that, Larry? No. I no, why? An absolute. Uh, because no. tr- Trump will slaughter them. Uh, look, they have the whole problem for Nick. Nikki Haley has no economic growth platform. Right. She doesn't know anything about the economy. In fact, right. uh, I looked at snippets, not this debate, but the one before. I looked at some snippets of it and kind of followed it in the press. She's attacking rich people, okay? Yeah. Uh, literally, attacking rich people. Yeah. Like a and Bernie she wants State. to cut Social Security benefits. That's correct. So, yeah. and, and then it's all about debt, 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 and spending. She has no plans to do anything like that. I mean, DeSantis, at least, is a conservative on that stuff. Right. He doesn't articulate yeah. very well. If he did, he'd be in better shape. But Nikki Haley knows nothing about the economy. And on top of that, Nikki Haley wants to go to war in five or six countries simultaneously. I mean, she sort of is weird neocon hawk running. Right. Right. Makes no sense whatsoever. 
Uh, it's not what the country wants. It's exactly what Trump doesn't want. But it doesn't make any sense. I mean, Liz, I don't think she knows the issues is what I'm saying. And I think two years in the U.N. is not a qualification to run for president, period, full stop. I, I, well, I, she also is governor of South Carolina, which is not nothing. Um, but I, I actually have not heard, other than the fact that she is a hawk on energy, which I think is positive. Right. I mean, she's... Yeah. You know, I I don't think any of the Republicans disagree with the basic Trump agenda. That's right. that's why it's been very hard for them to gain traction, because let's right. face it, the right. Trump agenda worked, uh, thanks yeah. to you guys and, and others. Uh, and I think most people are very much on board with it, but, you know, on board with confronting China, on board with uh, trying to get uh, NATO to do their fair share, et cetera. Um, and and lowering taxes, et cetera. So, I do, you know, I don't think there's tremendous daylight there, but I agree she has not pursued that theme to her advantage. And I think that's I think that's a mistake. Look, I, I don't know if you guys saw the recent, like, today's Wall Street Journal poll. Yeah. That's yeah. Out. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Trump is up big. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it, the journal says that's the first time that's happened. And Biden's approval rating is 37 percent. I mean, the only thing Biden looks to be winning on is abortion. Uh, And that, you know, we've seen that does drive turnout. And I guess that'll be an issue. But, boy, this was pretty difficult for uh, Democrats. And I think we'll just up the pressure on Biden to get out. The only other thing I should say that he wins on is tone in politics. And, you know, that's reasonable, I guess, although he's so, really just about as nasty as they come. So, so Larry, Larry uh, yesterday I was at Mar-a-Lago. They, I spoke at this, they have this Moms for America group, and, mm-hmm. and Trump spoke at that, and, and afterwards he, I sat down with him for about a half an hour, mm-hmm. and he wanted to talk a little bit about the economy, and mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I mean, he, he just gets it. You know, yeah. He just yeah. gets it, and on every issue, he's spot on when it comes to the economy, what did he, uh, he, he say about the health of the economy? He's very worried about it, and mm-hmm. I am too. And, mm-hmm. and he, and in fact, the first yeah. question is he asked me at her, about Herbert Hoover. <laughs> you know, so he, oh he thinks we're headed to that kind of situation. But he did. He he loves you know what you're saying. He loves what Laffer is saying. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what I like about the new Donald Trump, and he's changed a lot in the last year and a half. I was very worried about him a year and a half because he was he was in the dumpsters. He was grousing all the time. He was complaining. Now it's a, a very forward-looking pro-America agenda. Yeah. He's got his game face on, Larry. He's the growth guy, Liz. Yep. He's the growth guy. Yeah, no, guy. look, I That's and what we need people that. want. People yep. are pessimistic about the future, and they want to give him another shot because they had a good period for a couple of years when he was president. And Steve's right. He's talking growth yeah. Nobody else focuses on that growth agenda. It's just so important. And he's talking issues, right? It's, I mean, he's, he's going to be in New York. He's got to do the stupid trial thing. Okay, so all right, we'll leave that aside. None of that stuff shows up in the polls. He's talking growth. He's talking drill, baby, drill. He's talking tax cuts. I don't know if you saw the Sean Hannity interview. Either. I did. I thought it was amazing. He, he was terrific on that yeah. stuff. Go yeah. One thing after another. One thing after another. So strong. By the way, that Wall Street Journal poll, if RFK Jr. is in there, he has, uh, Trump has an even bigger lead over him. Yeah. Right yeah. 
which is, well, I thought was quite interesting. And I think he will be in there. I mean, he, you know, no one's paying any attention to him, but mm-hmm. he's still out there raising money and mm-hmm. campaigning. So, and I think he's on the ballot in a bunch of states. I'm not, I haven't kept track of that, but it's, it's definitely an issue. I'm rooting. You for know him. what's interesting about uh, yeah, uh, RFK I, I, Junior? I just wrote a column about him. Is you know he's using that line that Ronald Reagan used. Remember, Larry? I didn't leave the Democratic Party. Yeah. The Democratic mm-hmm. Party left me. Yeah. And he yeah. does it persuasively, Steve. Yeah, I mean, he does. You know, he talks about when, since when are the Democrats the party of war? I mean, right. it doesn't go much remarked, but we're at war effectively in two countries, and we're getting. You know, yesterday we were uh, our troops, our 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 embassy uh, in Baghdad was shelled. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is pretty mm-hmm. unconscionable, and we have barely responded. So That's I think. By the way, Biden. it's he, another no, no, Liz, another, Liz's point. Let's yep. focus on that. Yep. They're hitting us. They're hitting our troops. Okay, yep. and we are not responding. And the pathetic thing is, you go to these press briefings which I cover very closely because it's just before our, our TV show. And this guy, John Kirby, gets up there. He says, well, the Houthis are doing this and the Houthis are doing that, and we know that Iran is behind it, okay? Okay, you got that right. Then the question asked by 150 million people who might vote or 200 million what are you doing about yeah. it? And the nothing. answer is, wait for it, nothing. Yeah. And it's killing Biden. It's making him look so weak. Yeah. And, and by the way, I had dinner. I sat next to Mike Pompeo to dinner a couple of nights ago. And, you know, he was very um, laudatory talking about Trump and foreign policy and, and the fact that he was strong. And we talked about that, I think, still the pivotal moment of his foreign policy when he had in 2017 – uh, President Xi to dinner at Mar-a-Lago mm-hmm. and announced, as Trump said, over a beautiful piece of chocolate cake mm-hmm. that we had bombed Syria. It <laughs> so put the world on guard that we were not to be trifled with, that we would use our military if needed, etc. And my, you know, Pompeo said from then on, somebody, uh, the Germans or someone, German ambassador said, you know, the Germans are, were afraid of him. And he said, good. That's what yeah. we want. Yes. We want yeah. the world to be afraid of the United it's States absolutely. so they don't transgress. I mean, I'm glad. If, people, if people overseas think he's crazy, I think that's great. It was yeah. the same with Reagan. His finger was on the button. Yeah, right. fine. Don't mess with him. Steve, I want, I'm for Pompeo for vice president. That's an interesting show. I, I love Mike Pompeo. And yeah. um, so, <laughs> I, and by the way, I'm glad to hear you say, Liz, that he was saying positive things yeah. about Trump because there was a while there when he was, you know, attacking him a little bit. But no, I, I think no. that's a, he's very loyal. He's okay, very that's good. He, I think he would serve again. You're seeing articles written now, Steve, good. where, oh, the next group is going to be so horrible. It's all going to be Steve Bannon, Steve Miller. No, I don't think that's, that's true. I think there are a lot of very. Uh, you know, good people who will sign up because it's the patriotic thing to do. Hello, yep. Yep. Uh, for a Trump second term. So, by the way, Steve uh, Pompeo is a supply cider. Oh, complete, he is total complete supply cider, and he's great on foreign policy. I mean, you could put him back in the State Department, but I'd like to see him as vice president. Yeah, He'll I think he's a brilliant guy. Yes, he's a very smart man. Uh, reads a lot. Uh, and he's just good on the issues. He's solid on the issues. If you read his book, his book was really terrific. I think he's been quite loyal to Trump. 
I agree. Good. Good. And that's Good. certainly and that's certainly the way our conversation sounded. So, did you guys think that the jobs number was a great number? Wait, before we do that, let's take a break. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Hold on. Okay. Break. Producers in my ear. Liz Peak, Fox News contributor. <laughs> Steve Moore, Freedom Works Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And folks, uh, more money. Probably most of these same stations after this show. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. And we are talking money and politics with Liz Peake, Fox News contributor, and Steve Moore, Freedom Works and Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and the host of More Money after the show on most of these same stations. Uh, we can talk jobs. Uh, I'm just a buy. The great thing about these segments is it runs itself. I'm just. <laughs> but I, I'll just say one thing, Liz. Uh, from the committee, from the hotline, uh, the biggest job gainer for yeah. the first yeah. 11 months of the year was, government. wait for it, government, <laughs> right, government, yeah. all right, go ahead, talk about jobs. Well, no, I, I think between the government additions and the revisions, 35,000 from September uh, downward, and also the fact that the manufacturing number was uh, totally yeah. Uh, buoyed by the UAW coming back to work, et cetera. I thought it was a lousy report. And mm. honestly, I kept looking for somebody out there to suggest that. And, oh, the word strong was on absolutely every single headline. It did not strike me as a particularly strong report. And the reason it's important, Larry, is I keep thinking, what could save Joe Biden? And mm. if the economy actually, if they have a soft landing and we begin to see rate cuts next year and so forth, could that save Biden? And I, yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I leave that up to you guys. What do you think? I think it could. I mean, but I, I'm skeptical that we will see a bit, any kind of big recovery next year. Um, Larry is right that it's not just government. Uh, Larry, do you know what the second biggest component of employment has been for the last year? Health. Health care. Yeah. You know, look, look you know, we want health care. But the, the, these are people working in nursing homes. Yeah. <laughs> and we need yeah. to be we need to be producing things. In We're America. not producing so, anything. Yeah. Yeah. We need to be producing. Uh, we need manufacturing. We need construction, mining, mm. uh, you know, wholesale, uh, all of these things. Just not enough of it. And so uh, that's one. Now, there was a pretty good um, wage number. So that's good. Um for, because for 24 of the last 27 months, wages have been uh, running behind yeah. uh, inflation. And I think that's the, that's the part of this that the White House seems to be mystified by. They don't understand why it is that people are so angry. And mm. it's because they're in this Washington bubble. They're not understanding that mainstream America is really financially stressed out right now. I, can I ask, uh, add a couple of things about the jobs report. I also thought it was interesting that retail was down here that, you know, as we head yeah. into the Christmas season, that seemed to me a little bit of a warning sign. And that kind of dovetails with a lot of comments by CEOs of retailers saying, you know, we're not looking for such a great season. We'll see. I mean, certainly Cyber Monday, Black Friday was pretty good. Uh, but I kind of, there was a story in the journal about luxury goods piling up at stores and so forth. I, I, um, and another data point that consumer borrowing, I think, is up now 9% year over year. That isn't great. And I think since the economy hinges so much on 
the consumer, I think we have to be watching that pretty carefully. And the only thing, last thing I'd say is Biden, <laughs> Biden was out at a fundraiser yesterday or the day before, and he talked about, you may have seen, his uh, works projects uh, accounting for hundreds of billions, trillions, millions, kept going back. I mean, they're like a word salad, uh, not, not getting to the actual number. But if you look at manufacturing jobs in December 2019, just before COVID, uh-huh. We were at 29.9 million people working in manufacturing. Right now, it's 30. In other words, there's been Not no nothing, change. No. So this so, whole idea yeah. that we're building the economy from the middle, I, I can't even say those words. I'm so tired of hearing them. But that, that we're fueling a boom in manufacturing, it's complete nonsense. So while we're on the subject of jobs, Larry uh, and Liz, can you guys explain to me how these three dunces got to be the president's? of our major universities. Uh, I've never seen such low-talented dimwits in my whole life. And I think, what, is Harvard, Yale, and MIT? I forget which. Yeah. I mean, really? These people are running our universities? You should have heard Dershowitz uh, earlier on the show. Oh, he just took them apart. He should. And he's he's absolutely right. And uh, this woman at Penn, I think she's going to be fired very soon. But the problem is... Uh, Dershowitz went through this. The qualification is DEI, okay? Yes, definitely. Diversity, no equity. Doubt about it. Yeah, and that is. I mean, these are. You can see how weak these presidents were, and you yeah. can see institutionally what the problem is here. Yes. And look at the elite colleges; they're just going to fall in prestige. I mean, you don't see yeah. this stuff at Southern state schools. You don't see this stuff at Ohio State. You don't see it at LSU or Alabama. I mean, so, oh, fine. I'm sorry. The Ivy League has prestige. They're losing their prestige. People are not going to go there. They're gonna, the market's going to work here. I, I think mean, the other problem, Larry, is even if you dump Elizabeth McGill at University of Pennsylvania, these colleges are riddled with people. I mean, they are entirely... Uh, banked with people who are far left. I mean, that's yeah. just the bottom line. Yeah. So it's the faculty, it's the administrations. Uh, they've really gone down this path so far, it's going to take a generation to get them back. I, I what, really believe what, that. How, how what about, worries how, me is that the DEI that's infected, you know, the upper echelons of universities, I don't want that to happen in our major corporations, Larry. I want yeah. people to be elevated because of their talent, not their gender yeah. or color well, I think, skin. I think, uh, I mean, I know you're right, but I think there's a backlash, isn't there? I mean, yeah, the, there Disney is. Story, there is. the Disney yep. story is very good. And, and, you know, the Budweiser, I mean, there's a good backlash going on there. Again, markets work. How about $5 billion of student loans? There he goes <laughs> again. Yeah. And I, what, the Supreme Court says no. Yeah, the other one... Heck? The other one is um, methane, okay? They're going to destroy natural gas and oil again. Uh, Rick Perry was on the show last night. You know, they could wind up closing 300,000 wells. 300,000 wells by this. And here's the thing. It's the states who regulate this. Remember, West Virginia versus EPA, West Virginia won. What is it about Biden? He doesn't want to abide by the law. And, of course... And, of course, the border is the same thing. They will not abide by our laws. Uh, that's why he can't be saved, Liz. He can't well, be I, saved. Well, maybe so. And, honestly, the, the problem is you have progressives 
basically threatening the entire they're holding on to the entire democratic party threatening to primary anyone who gets out of line it's a really shocking thing that this sliver of people in this democratic party that want open borders uh are are basically dictating to the president i gotta get out lovely stuff liz peak fox news steve moore prosperity hotline steve moore ray more money coming up uh, after this show on many of these same stations thank you kids i appreciate it folks great to be with you i'm kudlow we'll be back next weekend